I have a plan. You've got a plan. Yes. First of all, you're copying me from when I said I had a plan. No, I'm not. People say that all the time. It's not that unique of a thing to say. Secondly, I don't even believe you have a plan. I have part of a plan. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Doth mother know you weareth her drapes? Talking about uh, ten years of Marvel mm-hmm. uh, in the movies, uh, pretty exciting, right? Uh, culminating in this, uh, in all the phases so far, yeah. uh, into this huge movie. Uh, we have talked about uh, phase one, uh, which which we talked about a lot, and we went on a few tangents. Oh yeah, I'm Jeff. Yeah, uh, let's I'm, go around uh, I'm, the room. I'm I'm Joe. I'm Joe Majano. Yeah. Me, Brian, right? The annoying guy. And I'm Jared. There you go. Uh, we all... Liquid Snake. Uh, yeah. We all... Uh, last time, I guess, we did a, a pretty good introduction of what we do outside of this. Uh, yeah, but they don't, we don't they have don't to. Yeah, so that. we're going to fast forward You'll figure it out the, no over one, the course no of it. No one wants the depressing If you've gotten to this life. episode, oh, <laughs> buddy, like, you are... My... I'm sorry. Yeah, outside of this podcast, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty sad. I'm sorry. If you've gotten to this sad. episode, then. Um, so <laughs> we're, we're, to, we're starting today talking about phase two. Phase yes, two. we are starting phase with Day phase. And the first movie in that is Iron Man 3. Yeah. So, um, so real big part of this is, um, uh, I mean, we, we talked about previously about uh, Tony Stark's PTSD and mm-hmm. how a lot of what he does is based upon his want to control what conceivably he can't control. Yeah. Right. Um, and here we see it affect him the most so far. This is kind of the culmination of, of that theory. The mm-hmm. idea that the Iron Man series really focuses on suffers of PTSD, mm-hmm. suffers of post-traumatic stress disorder, mm-hmm. and how they either integrate back into life or fall back into their compulses, mm-hmm. you know, even deeper than they were before. Uh, the thing that I was thinking about on, on the way I was driving here and I was I was thinking about Iron Man 3 and, and that idea is that aside, well, not even aside, I don't know if there's a film in phase one. This is kind of the first time when a Marvel film tries to tackle a very high level subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talk about uh, Doctor Strange with things like physical disabilities and it, it, it goes in its own way to, to try to discuss those things, mm-hmm. e- even race relations in, in Black Panther. Uh, but this is the first time they, they try to take a, a higher level subject and infuse it within a narrative. I don't know how well they, they covered it or even if they even acknowledged it later on in the film, but it was a huge component. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tony's, it showed the crumbling of relationships and people yeah. around I mean, Tony. But, but even look at not just even, um, you know, Tony, but look at his villains as well. 
the villains were made up of former uh, members of the military. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who who have been infused with extremists. Um, e- even if it kind of touches on that, what we're is disabled in their own way? Through, yeah. yeah. Who, you know, you've been through that. You've, you've, you know, how do you bring yourself back up? And this is what these people have chosen to do. And then Tony's got to make his choice on what to do on yeah. how to deal with it. Obviously a different type of situation, but, but still like, you know, he has to make a decision and he could have, to be honest, you know, I mean, we, we think of what ifs, right? He could have totally gone a whole horrible way. Yeah. And the thing I will say is thinking back on Iron Man 2, they skimmed over the alcoholism mm-hmm. because they needed a, a, a they needed a reason for him burning through palladium so much. Mm-hmm. But they took Tony's struggles and infused it right into the force. And for those of you who don't know, these struggles stem from the Avengers. He mm-hmm. takes the missile up into space, blows up one of the ships up there, falls back down. And this is the first time Tony has seen something that is outside of his world of control. Right. Uh, and he falls into those impulses of, I need to build as many suits as I can. I need to start uh, developing AI, which we see, we'll see. we talk about later on. I need to start doing these things to, to his phrasing. Mm. I need to build a suit of armor around the world. And this is the start of that. Yeah, I mean, because it's very easy to... to- to make Thor and Loki a joke, right? Yeah. Does mother know you're wearing her drapes? Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Because because you don't see where they come from. All of a sudden, he sees that there's this whole galaxy out there that's probably way more advanced and powerful than he is at this moment. Yeah. Yeah, because at that point, they didn't really realize that aliens were real. And not only were they real, but they invaded. And yeah. he was basically the first line of defense. He was the first one to go up against the Chitauri, like as they were yeah. coming down. He went through the portal. He saw what was happening. He saw the spaceship, the giant, whatever ship it was. And it, it completely shook his foundation, which yeah. we would see later on, uh, specifically in Age of Ultron, which we'll cover uh, down the yeah. line. And, and Nick Fury goes into it too. Like when Thor showed up, yep. they realized that they were woefully outclassed. Yep. In any kind of combat, with that, didn't yeah. he even say it like we were like painfully, yeah, yeah. outgunned, like, yeah, yeah. We were, because of the duck. what was it, the destroyer, right? Yeah, when yeah, he came yeah. and just wiped out that town, and they had nothing, yep, besides Thor that could stop it, yep. Mm-hmm. Arguably, like Iron Man might not have been able to either at that level, yeah, yeah. yeah well, they good. didn't know what it was, yeah, right, and the destroyer, the 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 destroyer was a destroy, was he destroyed or did he just leave? I think Thor threw the hammer through his face. And I it think exploded. it was destroyed, but they probably yeah. could bring okay. it back. Well, they took, uh, I know that uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. took pieces of it and reverse engineered it. Oh, uh, yeah, And that's yeah, how yeah, they yeah, got yeah. that gun, right? Yep. That's how they got the big gun. Because that, uh, that was the whole Yeah, scene, yeah you're, like, right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. 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 You know, I don't even know what this does. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that, <laughs> the punchline uh, at the end of it uh, is still, it's a shitty scene, but it's so yeah. good. It's really good. The Iron Man... PTSD thing, I think. You're right. It's the first time they tried to tackle something of that magnitude, yeah. but they, I don't think they knew how to own it yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. They, no, they you're absolutely later. right. They so, put it in the arena of him with this with this random kid in Tennessee that... They kept, they kept reinforcing it, like that moment when the kid brings up New York and he just breaks down. Yeah. And right? he, has, and he, he has, like, he's like, he don't, he has like, the don't panic ask attacks. me about it. Don't ask me right? about it. He's like, so yeah, ask me about it. You see him having panic attacks and problems with it. 
but they didn't really go into it. Like the the underlying current with like soldiers that are obviously suffering from it too, from mm-hmm. having like war mm-hmm. injuries. Like, how do you move on from that? Exactly. And they were like, well fuck it, I'm just going to let somebody do experimental testing on me because it's the only thing I can think of to move past this. Right. That is a huge plot point. Exactly. That they just kind of said, it's well, there. Yeah. Have fun with it, maybe not. Like, there, there's you know, no psychology. They didn't go through what those people went through to get to that point. Yeah. Um, like, a lot of those people were still working with them despite one person blowing up in the middle of testing. Yeah. Like, they showed that yeah. in the video. Those people were just like, wait a minute, what happened to that guy? Oh, yeah, he exploded. Okay, cool. I'm still going to work with you. Yeah, so maybe, like, I would have liked to see maybe how uh, Aldrich uh, Killian um, maybe manipulated them into continuing to work. Like, or something off like of that. their PTSD. And you have to yeah. think, if, if these these are people in, in the military, you don't really get their backgrounds. Yeah. But they fought for the country. Yeah. They obviously, you know, they were in the military for their own reasons, but we don't know why. And we don't know why they went to AIM or why they chose to go through these experiments or to continue after they obviously those experiments experiments weren't very good. Hey, what happened to Jimmy? Uh, he yeah. exploded. That's on a um, need to know basis. <laughs> they just kaboom, kaboom. <laughs> um, so I would have liked to have seen more than more of that. <coughs> you know, um, not I. I would have imagined that there's going to be some of those people yeah. who have been like, "I'm out." And also a big theme about that movie too, along with that, is the fact that you create your own villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was a huge theme. Uh, it, you know, where at the very beginning it shows the what was it like nineteen ninety seven or something like that? Yeah, when yeah the conference, he, and then you see Aldrich, uh, Aldrich is spited. And yeah, then, yeah. I, I will have to say Tony Stark as a character uh, has made more Marvel villains in the mm-hmm. MCU than like. Well, that's that we were talking about that in the last episode. The idea that Tony is kind of this awkward centerpiece yep. of the entire MCU for everything good and subsequently for some things bad as well. Mm-hmm. That it is in all. And that's the beauty, I think, of the MCU is mm-hmm. is. And again, this is not a slight on DC, but I think. DC Films' obsession is to make sure that most of their heroes are seen in a positive light. Right. And Marvel yeah. is completely okay with show with portraying their heroes in some way uh, negatively. Captain America's rigid. He's Iron incredibly Man's rigid. Iron Man's a misogynistic yeah. villain creator, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Thor's a meathead. Yeah. Like, they, they played that up way in Ragnarok. Well, in Ragnarok. well the thing the... is, okay, so uh, the thing... Uh, I don't want to get too far into Ragnarok, but the thing about Thor, though, is they also then have moments where he and Banner are like, we need a spaceship that has this sort of drive that can do blah, 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 blah. And he right. spouts out these words. But it's funny because to me because he's an Asgardian. He's going to know, like, you're talking about a hot rod car? Yeah, I know that. And that's probably <laughs> yeah. as far as it goes. Well, Thor is kind of the translator <laughs> for the audience. Yeah, when, yeah, exactly. when someone too smart is on the screen, he dumbs Thor, it down. He dumbs it down mm-hmm. in, in a way, which is kind of amusing. But and he but said that in the very things, first like, movie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but those Point moments break. where yeah, <laughs> it's that. okay for the character to have bad faults. Like it's Black okay Widow, for the audience to have issues with the characters on the screen. Black yep. Widow, they brought up she's she's a killer. Like they said, her ledger is red. Like, yeah, she's like, murdered a lot of people for a lot of different people. Yeah, for a lot of different things. Um, I, I think the difficulty with that, though, is they've never shown it. And so, mm-hmm. like, she really has to, in her acting, she has to sell 
the the depth by which her characters have gone. And I think ScarJo did a pretty oh she did a pretty, pretty good yeah job she did all that she made it well. very believable. Um, can we uh can we talk about the elephant in the room because it's one thing to have a podcast where we all just kind of agree with everything. <laughs> it's another when we can when we can not agree on certain things. Sure. Let's talk about. Oh yeah. The Mandarin. Let's talk about the Mandarin. Okay, so I think that people's reaction to the Mandarin was so mixed that that's why they included the one shot. I think um, one shots became relevant yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah, um, One shots were amusing, and, and, so and this then they kind matter. Of, this kind of goes off of your, your question that we have in our notes here, and I, I really like it. It goes, uh, I'm going to read it verbatim. Yeah. Uh, why is the use of the Ten Rings in the first Iron Man and their subsequent return in Iron Man 3 not impressive in terms of writing? Um, and I think that directly relates to the Mandarin. I think part of part of that being is it wasn't really the Ten Rings. Like um, in the third one, it was, it was some sham copy. I, however, uh, I liked uh, Trevor. That was his name. I, I love Trevor. Mm-hmm. I dislike Aldrich Killian as the Mandarin. Yeah, yeah no, I, yeah, yes. When he yes. was like, I am the Mandarin, I was like, no. Yeah, it didn't uh, You could have said, that. I created the Mandarin, or I... I I made I made this guy up, or like I found there's this myth about this guy that runs this organization, and I piggybacked off of it. Yeah. Just something. But the I whole, po- I, I am, am the Mandarin, I was like, I, I get where Shane Black was coming from when he said that the only way I'm going to surprise the comic book viewers and the audience is to do something that is drastically different from the comic book. So to take an element of the comic book and sit and do a 180 on it. And that's what he did. He played us up thinking that was the Mandarin. And then he was like, JK, it's an actor from, you know, an English actor named Trevor. I really like the kind of flip they did on it. Right. So uh, everyone saw the influences of of the Mandarin was you'll never see coming. Right. Very Joker-ish. Like if you think the dark, the dark nights, uh, I love like, Ben Kingsley, but that <laughs> voice is. <laughs> but I like comedic, comedically how You'll they took never that. See me coming. Like <laughs> how they took that and they turned it on its head. They right? did. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. Okay, so two points I want to make. One, I think that's giving the writers a lot of credit. True, true. Yeah, that's they're like <laughs> to go. Oh man, how do we take the Dark Knight? Like really turn it on its head. Yeah. Let's get this really sinister guy and like. Uh, Create I thought this, about that. Mandarin is a very is very Jokerish, and oh, yeah. yeah, I just his, want to see the world burn, kind of thing. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. he didn't seem to have any political motivation, and we find out later it's because he's trying to cover something up. That's why yeah. it doesn't seem to have any political motivation. Yep. Right. So, so my two points: one, if I were to defend, which I've never done before, by the way, I hate this reveal. I hate everything about it. If I were to defend it in some way, I would say that. Aldrich Killian coming out and saying I am the Mandarin fits his character's motivation because Iron Man 3 is all about Aldrich Killian trying he his entire company piggybacks on other companies. Right. That is the point of his think tank is to essentially say I I do this work and I take the credit on the backs of your company. Right. Yeah. So it it would theoretically make sense that in Aldrich Killian's mind, he is. I am the Mandarin. Very, I'm the one who's done all hubris, this. You know, a lot of a lot of like, not, ego. Not so much, not so much in the sense of not acknowledging the fact that there is a Mandarin that exists, but essentially saying, I'm using this persona to create this facade. Mm-hmm. It might as well be me because I'm the one who's doing everything. 
Mm-hmm. So if and again, this is giving the writers a lot of credit. Yeah. If it, it, it makes sense for his character to want to come out and want to own that title because he's the one who's created it, quote unquote, created it. The flip side of that, my second point is my biggest issue with the Shane Black situation. And this is this is going to sound like super left wing, super liberal, but there is some truth to it is the moment uh, 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 Aldrich Killian comes out and says, I am the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. My immediate reaction was, this movie is whitewashed as fuck right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, and it didn't hit me, even though there, were, there was the same amount of characters, nothing changed. The moment he did it, I was just like, there are a lot of white people in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. now matter. You know, when when uh, the Mandarin, because they went with this very Middle Eastern terrorist vibe, which I loved that concept. That's the way you ground the Mandarin in some semblance of realism mm-hmm. instead of saying, oh, I'm this guy with 10 alien rings that can control weather and do all this other dumb You're shit. You're like, no, I'm a terrorist organization. Yeah, I am a terrorist organization hell bent on blowing shit up and destroying Tony Stark. I was on board yep. in the theater for Iron Man 3. I was like, sounds good. I'm ready to go. And the moment they switched it, like my inner liberal kicked in. It was just like, bro, come on. <laughs> like, oh, please. I, I, I see that. I mean, in the first movie, like we did have, they are, they kind of did the terrorist organization yeah. in the first movie. I ca- and I kind of got, comfortable going I kinda away got from that, that main guy uh, before um, Obadiah, like I'm assuming, I'm assuming Obadiah killed him. Uh, oh yeah, or, or yeah, at least yeah, yeah. it's insinuated. He said it's cleaned insinuated. up. I felt, yeah, I felt like he was the precursor to the Mandarin, and then I was like, oh well, never mind then. And I was like, you. I just been, realized been the cool... Iron Man movies are all are all about white guys taking other people's ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Justin yeah. Hammer came in and tried to take. Iron Man's idea. Uh, no, idea. The whole, no, uh, um, the whole Whiplash's, oh, Whiplash's idea. That's true. And in the first, like, Obadiah thing comes in. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my! God. That's a shit. Oh but yeah, yeah, it's about taking. Uh, it's other about taking yeah, other people's so ideas. Killian took the Mandarin. Rich, rich white dudes, rich, rich white, white dudes. guys All taking. Killian took the took the Mandarins. Oh, uh, that sucks. Yeah, and uh, Obadiah took that the, the makes Tenry me guy. like the Iron Man movies so much less now <laughs> because they're just rich white guys. That... Revelations you have, during or maybe, podcasts. or maybe it's a little more relevant than I thought. <laughs> well, yeah, in this day I mean, and age, yeah, I mean, right? it might be a little more relevant. Than okay, um, been a lot of time on Iron Man three, and more uh, time than we would like. Yeah, and we uh, still have just... the the. The just, dark horse, if you will. One one thing about Iron Man three, uh, it's it's the only other time outside of Black Widow that we've really seen a woman be badass. Yeah. Uh, well, other than uh, Agent Carter, so Agent, Agent Carter. Carter. But I mean, like, uh, she we didn't see her in combat so much. But here, like Aldrich Killing was taken down by Pepper, yeah, which yeah. was well. I'll be honest, that was awesome. That was a dope scene. I, yeah, I thought cool. she was. I I was a hundred percent that she was dead. Like, she oh, was yeah, yeah. so She's... badass in that scene. Gwyneth Paltrow didn't come back for the rest of for the two. rest of phase <laughs> two. Yeah, so I, I, I've emptied out the badass meter. Uh, I'm good you've to go. Been, uh, sorry, we we actually don't have enough money to pay you to be badass anymore. Yeah. I also kind of want to, and I, they haven't touched on out. this at all. But like, does is Pepper still 
like that? Does she still have the extremists? I know, in the, at the end of the film, they they yeah. insinuate that they they wean the extremists out of her yeah, at the he, same time he, that he gets uh, the uh, he, surgery. Um, oh, yeah, okay. he, like he fixed it. Oh know? yeah, he says it took me a while, but I fixed it. Yeah, like okay. he talks about like he t- it took him a lot of research, but he learned how to fix the extremists. I think. I don't know how. Real quick, I don't know how I feel about the removal of the arc reactor. I I like it from a a nice little bow tie to tie up the trilogy, but. What just begs the question of why he has it in his chest again in Infinity Well, War. He, he doesn't. He just... I think it's it's just a it's quick powerhousing for the... Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. For, for the armor. For the so armor. that he always has a powerhousing for okay. the armor. Yeah. So as a, Especially if it's nanotech. Yeah. So, so as, as much as we have... Uh, Oh, God. We have talked about I Iron Man three. But, uh, let's go ahead and move Please. on to so the, I dark, don't. the Dark Horse, this is known as gonna, the Dark World. I think we're I think this is where we're going to disagree a little bit again because I recently rewatched this. Yes, I liked Dark World. It was it. I'll, to me, it's probably the worst of the MCU movies. Right. Definitely, I think we can um, all agree on that one. But it's definitely like I thought it was still pretty good. Like. The, the, you might the be able to trick okay. them, but you're not going to trick me. I did fucked hard with powers with you, okay? Hey, don't. Malekith, Malekith is not like they don't give us enough motivation for Malekith. And and I'll be honest, it's it's a it's a waste of a, as much as um you know things he says in the news and stuff as far as his old roles are concerned. Uh, and he said this was one of the most painful. Uh, Christopher Eccleston said this was one of the most painful movies he's ever done uh, to to actually be in. Uh, he's actually a good actor in oh yeah he's wonderful in in most things yeah um Some and things. so to the, it seems like a a waste of a very good actor uh i mean he, he did try and put some stuff into it uh but i feel like you're right there's there's not enough dark elves are just evil there. that's yeah. what this movie they established like, they like it being dark if you turn lights on they get angry yeah. that's that's like, effectively what pretty that much the about. plot of the movie if you but if you watch it now not being in a theater and not having you know paid twenty dollars to watch it, <laughs> like if you're watching it now, it's not awful. It's the weakest of all the Marvel movies by far. And that shit is what like an eighty something on Rotten Tomatoes. But it's still it's like still it's, an entertaining. The rating movie. is really high for that, and movie. it does a lot of world building though. But that's the thing, like it, the the pacing is okay. the The fight scenes were pretty nifty. The um, the acting is. Good, like everybody in that acts well. I I think, but um, but like here's here's here, well, Set, well <clears throat> I, they, here's here's my says like thing. six seven lines or something like that. Here's, so. Everything else is an Elvin. Right? Here's here's my <laughs> thing though. Okay, so they took Jane Foster, um, purely a lot of like your Thor's girlfriend is like half the movie, and like you know with Odin, I don't like you, uh, and is you know uh, I always blank on his wife. His wife Frigga. is Fr- Frigga. Frigga. I always want to say Freya. Frigga is like, I like you, you know, and like, oh, and now you have the Aether inside you. Like, it's all about her relationship to Thor, and maybe that's the way they wanted to go with it, but it very much put her originally as like a damsel in distress. Like, we have to figure this out or she'll die. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if that was the best thing to do. Maybe it's the only thing they could think about to be able to include her in the movie. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I think they could have done more with their character. Oh, absolutely. Oh, hands down. Way more. Um, and then the... <gasps> I like what they did with Selvig. I, it was cute. Oh, yes. It just felt really weird that that was a thing. Like, I don't... Like, he had the visions from the Mind Stone, apparently, and the Tesseract... With the Tesseract, and then he was like, running around naked in Stonehenge will make me feel better. 
What? Well, because he he's insane. He kind of yeah, went crazy. it kind of like broke his mind. Yep. I like I I get that, but I mean like later on he's he seems yeah. relatively more lucid in like in Avengers two he's running around teaching again. He's also on a lot of drugs. They do <laughs> show well like, they throw a him throw, they show bag. him throwing that away when oh, okay. he sees the portals in the sky because he, goes, he knows I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. And maybe maybe that's a that's a huge thing for him. Maybe. Maybe by the end of Avengers, the original Avengers, he didn't know what was real, what wasn't. He had something in his head, right? And then they just needed to do what they did to Hawkeye. He hit his head really hard. Yeah, but (laughs) yeah, right. Cranial realignment or whatever. But I feel like Hawkeye is more probably more disciplined uh, and more sure of of himself as a person. And he has shield training. All of that is fine. Mm -hmm. All I'm going to say is this. If you want to know what people think about Thor the Dark World, <laughs> you got enough narrative in Thor Ragnarok making fun of Thor the Dark World <laughs> oh, yeah. at the oh, beginning yeah. of that movie. So, Matt Damon. <laughs> skip Matt it Damon. and then just watch uh, Thor that, Ragnarok. That time when I turned you into a frog. I like how they mentioned that. They, oh my it's God, like, it's such so a, such good. A, such an offhanded comic book <sighs> reference. That time when I turned you into a frog. When it was Sam Neill walks it. out as Odin at the end of the play. Oh my God. Um, Is that Sam Neill? That's yeah, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, the Hemsworth brother. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the Kevin. Hemsworth brothers. Um, I can't remember, but what? Yeah, the the Hemsworth bro- his brother Liam? plays Thor. Liam, Liam, Liam. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Matt Damon, Sam Neill. I thought there was one other person. I didn't even. I didn't. I the only recognizable <laughs> one was Matt Damon. I and that no made idea. me laugh in and of itself. So I love the fact that he's like a little bo- blue boy who melted yeah, yeah. this <laughs> old man's oh heart. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so that's Thor Ragnarok. That's but, Thor yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Dark World. Um. There's a few there's a few things that are that are pretty good about it. Like uh it's the first time where we ever hear the words Infinity Stone. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah. That's a pretty big drop. It's the world building. That's all and that right? pretty he bad was is movie. world building. It, um but they it is kind of the bastard child like it's very similar to You can't Hulk. have two bastard children. Um well we apparently have they Incredible do. Hulk. Uh, have you watched Game like of Thrones? Said, they, <laughs> Do you, you can have very many bastard children. Um, but like Incredible Hulk is probably the first bastard child in like yeah. no no post credit scene. No like the footage is rewatched a couple of times. So, so, so they maybe, never bring that so up. So maybe again. maybe the Hulk is bastard child, whereas um the, the Dark World is the black sheep. Black sheep. That's a good yeah. way of looking at it. Like still, still family, relevant, but, we, but not. But think about we, like, we invite them, but we don't talk to um, them. So the, You're right. the, the thing that really underscores it for me is in Civil War, when they're talking about uh, metahuman events that caused massive amounts of devastation that no one seemed to care about. Nobody talked the, about the New York Hulk <clears throat> abomination incident, not mentioned, but it's Thunderbolt Ross, and he probably doesn't want to, you know, highlight it's his, on his failure. Yeah. But the Greenwich Village, or the London. The London. Uh, it wasn't in London, it was just outside of London. It's, yeah. uh, I can't remember the name of the town, but. Like that was big. Like there was a lot of destruction that happened there. There's portals, things going everywhere. The jets were flying through worlds. Right. Mm-hmm. And Thunderbolt Ross doesn't mention that at all. Now maybe he could just be being a dick and just like I don't care about Britain, but you But remember they mentioned New York, Sokovia, yeah. and Winter Soldier. And, and Lagos. The uh, and Lagos. 
The only reason I can imagine him not acknowledging that is they have no idea how the convergence relates to anything superhero specific. They just know that Thor was there. That was it. And Thor's not even present in the room in Civil War. But I mean, and for them calls to, him, and he calls him out on that too. He calls him out that hey, yeah, 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 and maybe and we'll maybe he was yeah. specifically stating events that he could say, hey, you guys. That he could point at this. the people in the room and say, I still feel like he was talking this. about metahuman events that caused destruction. And it that, would make that's mo- a pretty. That's a big. I don't. One. Yeah, but I don't. I don't it, lump that in with, with Avengers specific things. I lump that in with, uh, Vision's overview of the world since Tony Stark came right. out. Yeah, yeah. That the the convergence has transpired ever since as one instance that's transpired since Tony Stark has come out as um, Iron Man. I do. I do want to say. Uh, something very very small about the dark world that i thought was very very good uh one bit character that shows up for the big one part of the movie and i think his character design in the movie completely is very very good based upon what i've seen in the comics and that is odin's father boar yeah. uh is ex- like from what i've seen in the comics versus what he is in the movie they just copy paste and it was perfect yeah. uh he the uh the, uh, the actor is a genre actor i've seen him a lot of stuff and i forget his name but he was perfect for the role of Borg. He looks like Borg. Yeah. Look. Uh, I just wanted to say that. I do want to call out some standout sequences, though. When Malekith and Thor are actually fighting and the hammer is just... He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> it flies off into space. Mew they mew. land back on Earth. It goes back down. Yeah, it flies by and Cat Dennings is like, Mew Mew. And like, <laughs> just that, the whole, that whole sequence, like the rest of the movie is, is pretty much a snooze fest with some of the world building or whatever else. Yeah. But that sequence was so well done. And genuinely funny. Like, I laughed out loud. I still laugh out loud when I see the hammer just not yeah. knowing what to do. It's like going this way. Uh, and and then him going in the back. train. And then the woman, like, bumps into him on purpose. And she's like, oh, sorry. He, and you see him like, hey. This is like, uh, I'm so Earth women. Uh, another, another interesting thing about this movie, uh, somebody at work pointed out a video to me and I was watching it. And it really, it, it kind of sunk in is in the first two movies, um, Thor never refers to himself as a god. No Asgardian does. They, they do not self-reference as gods. Odin even specifically tells Loki, we are not gods. We are born and we die, just like humans. And Loki says, plus or minus 5,000 years. Yeah. yeah. Right? So they bring up, he brings up, they are not gods. Which Thor is Ragnarok. funny. Thor Ragnarok completely flips that. And like the science is magic thing in the first movie, what you, what you, what your ancestors called magic, you now know is science. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and that, and on my world, that is one and the same. And then in the second movie, she's getting that weird, like, MRI thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, is it, you know, is this like a particle field generator? I can't remember what she called it. Yeah. It was like, does it tra- transfer molecular matter from one point to another? Like, yes. And it was like, then it's, then it's a particle field generator. And the lady's like, no, it's a soul caster. And they're trying to create like a and real mystery. Oh, yeah, thing. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a particle. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but that really underscores in that first movie, first two movies, where they were very much like science and magic, but, one and, and the same. And see, I think that's and the... And Thor Ragnarok flips that a lot. I, I but that's the disappointing to. part of, the, of the, the Thor series, is that every subsequent film seems obsessed with negating or... or cutting ties with the previous film because yeah, it doesn't think, know what think, it wants to think be think about the That's, think about the first one kenneth branagh 
super Shakespearean, Shakespearean super light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you th- see the second one, and you it's a little more uh, Marvel it's, film. It's 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 moderny. There's spaceships all over the place. There's lasers. There's elves in spaceships. Who would have thought? Well, then Ragnarok comes out. Ragnarok is like, we need to cut ties with this fast. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, hey, guess what? We're gods and there's magic and hi. Yeah. (laughs) Ragnarok. Well, I mean, now at that point, since Doctor Strange has had been out and actually revealed that magic is magic. At that point, it's just like, but even the ancient one just describes it as. A level of understanding. She's like, even yeah. she's like, it's not magic. It's like the. It's a level of understanding of for Cause, how cause the cosmos like, works. Look at this is an MRI. This is right. this. This is this. this. Is, yeah. this is, like all of a, this is just different levels of understanding that you've had over time. Right. Right. And then but she's the like, I can thing. teach it to you. Yeah. If I can teach it to you, it's basically just science. Yeah. It's just a level of science you don't understand yet. But like I said, in Thor Ragnarok, like. They were very, very much like the complex symbols, the things that they have to generate. But you see him just teleporting Thor all over the place without any, any symbols oh, you know or uh, magic. Yeah, it, it, Doctor um, Strange in the in the. Oh, the one yeah. thing I will say about the Thor series before we move on is it genuinely uh, is it's very interesting that that the thor films remind me of like kids in school who are easily influenced by others mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the first thor <laughs> film is trying so hard to be what iron man and captain america was thor 2 comes out and they go okay now avengers has come out we've seen iron man 3 we need to kind of be more like them thor ragnarok comes out and we've seen Spider-Man, we've seen Guardians 2, movies that are excessively over-the-top funny. Mm-hmm. And it attempts to be that as well. And I think, Jared, you have a point to the idea that Thor has never really tried to be its own movie. It Thor hasn't. Ragnarok is the closest yeah, that yeah. they've tried to make it unique, but it was unique as a byproduct of the other movies around it. It was just... Had Guardians not been as successful, had Guardians not made... been as successful, oh, yeah. Yeah. they would not have even tried Ragnarok. If Guardians tried Ragnarok in that way, and you're right, like it just it doesn't know what it wants to be, and it's trying. It's the little brother that really wants to fit in with his older brother and hang yeah. out, and it. So it puts on the same clothes the older brother's yep. wearing. It, it it listens to the same music. It changes the way it speaks. Jokes picks up all the habits. <laughs> yeah, because you're right. It was Shakespearean. It's whatever else. Now, granted, you could also say that, you know, he did spend a lot of time on Earth at that point. He's been there a couple of times, hung out with Jane Foster a little bit. So he probably yeah. picked up a lot of man, like Earth mannerisms. And that's 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 one of the best parts of Ragnarok, where he's like, you could have sent me an email, you know, the electronic oh mail. And he's God, like, do you, even, so do you even have a computer? He's like, no, why would I need that? <laughs> so he gets some mannerisms, but he doesn't get everything. Yeah. And it's just dead face. So, Team Thor like, shorts. Just really underscore that. Oh my God, yes. And he's like, Man. hey, no, tell him to give me a call. And he's like, do you even have a phone? And he's like, no. So I know we're getting ready to talk about. We're getting ready to talk yeah, about. Yeah, pretty, it. pretty the much big, the big, the one. big one. One of my favorites. Can I? Uh, arguably, favorite. the Can favorite I, of a lot of people. My opinion on this. We're movie on the is fence not for some. Be favorable. That's fine. I do not like this movie. Really? I don't yeah, like spy yeah, movies. Oh, okay. I well, find them go. boring, and it is it is it is such a, a d- different so genre, political, and it's like because it's a lot of politics, Marvel politics, but it's a lot of politics, a lot of backstabbing, a lot of shady shit, and it's like, man, it's an espionage film. Uh, yeah, I don't. Mister Metal Gear doesn't I like don't, an espionage film. 
Metal Gear is so over the top, though, and it doesn't make sense half the time that you're just like, okay, I'm going to sneak in a box. <laughs> and you're good. And you're Nowhere good. does Captain America sneak in a box. No. Like, I like if the If he characters. had, Jared would be on board. I, yeah. like, I like Falcon. I, I really like... So uh, what movie are we talking about, Jared? Uh, we're talking about Captain America, uh, <laughs> can you, can Winter Soldier. You, can, you, can you say it in the snake voice? <laughs> Winter Soldier. <laughs> Thank you. Um, made my day. Well, you, we now know. Out. You now know why we brought you on. So, to, <laughs> okay. to Jared's point, though, yeah. it, it, this is the first movie in the MCU that, to yeah. me, really shows the new direction that yes. they started shifting in. Instead of doing superhero movies, Thor is a super. Uh, Iron Man was a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Thor was a superhero movie. Captain America was a superhero movie. These are movies where the major plot point is they're a superhero. Right. And then stuff is happening. In Winter Soldier, it was much more, this is a spy movie that just happens to have Captain America in it. Yeah. Right. Um, And we see that shift. Like Ant-Man is a heist movie that just happens to have Ant-Man in it. Right. Um, Guardians is a space opera. Right. That just happens to have comic book characters in it. And that's when I really think they started to own the storytelling aspects that would have let them own, like, really do that PTSD story well. Yeah. Like, if they had done a wartime story. Could you imagine how different Iron Man 3 would be if it took place after Captain America, after Guardians of the Galaxy, later in the Oh, phase? my God. Yeah. It could have right? been, could have been an, uh, not saying it's a bad movie, but it could have been an it amazing movie. So, it would have been so much different. So much better. And, yeah. uh, well, potentially better. We don't know. But the. That's what I really think. So very different. It is unfortunate I just that you so don't like spy movies. I love like the Robert Redford like spy oh, yeah. level movies, and like I loved Winter Soldier because it was it was a story first, and then it was about superheroes second. And I think that's when we really started to to own what makes the MCU much better than a lot of the other attempts at doing superhero movies. So two points. One, directorial debut <sighs> of the Russo brothers. True. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, already, like, uh, this is... So, remember how I said Captain America was, like... Uh, Chris Evans as Captain America sold it for me. Oh, yeah. He was my... He is my character going into Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier is what... Put the nail in the coffin for Oh, me. yeah. yeah. There, there's no other character I will love in the MCU more than Chris Evans and Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. That, that's number one. Number two, and more importantly, I have to give the Russo brothers credit because the twist in this film is 50 years in the making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, like, yeah. they sat on this twist and were like, we're just going to let it fester. And then threw it in this film. And it works. It really, really works. And yeah. I, I just have to say from a uh, design standpoint and filming standpoint, when you look at the film itself and just the the trailers, so much hype, um, right? Like you got that first trailer where you see him chasing Winter Soldier and he, he throws, throws the, the shield, shield and yeah. he catches it and you're just like, oh, God, I need to see this movie now. Like at least that's the way I reacted. This was the first. Uh, and I well, it like, might not have been the first one, but this was the one that people were just like. I feel like they like giddy out of any character, um, any major character that they could really write like it is in the comic book. Winter Soldier uh, you know, as far as a major character is concerned, they did very well. Yeah. Um, you know, they they even worked in, uh, especially in um, later on in Civil War, the whole you know going to to the um, how he was used by the the, the communist parties after after uh, World War Two, you know, yeah. and everything like that. 
Um, and I believe he looked like a dangerous character. He looked oh, unstoppable. They nailed it, dude. And they made him oh, a viable threat to Captain America. And to the Russo, uh, to the Russo <laughs> brothers' credit, they took all of that, knowing that at the end of that film, they needed to make him a sympathetic character. Yeah. And so they, they did. And again, I may not enjoy the movie as much as everybody else, but the character, the characterization, the building of Sebastian Stan's Winter Soldier, the end of the movie, I felt really genuinely bad for this dude. He had yeah. a really crappy life after that event in the original Captain America. Yeah. He lost he, his arm. He you got think, uh, Steve, experimented on. Steve was on. frozen in the water by choice right. or, or, or by accident. Yeah, yeah. Like It was a byproduct of what he did. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. He chose, Bucky, he was like, I can save people Bucky, if I just Bucky didn't get no that choice. choice. And just that one scene where they're wiping him clean, oh, like dude. basically erasing his memory, and you can... It's painful. He's put like a, a thing. They're you know, very. Massa, you know, we like, talked about it in the previous episode. There are very few painful moments like yeah. grimace. Oh, this movie has a couple of those. We talked about the Peggy Carter one. The like, Peggy wa- Carter one. Watching is really the dementia good. scene with oh, her. Oh my God. That's uh, heartbreaking. Uh, or even go when, when he's Steve's walking through the, uh, the museum. The museum. Right? And he sees the little kid and the little kid's all starry eyed. And he's just like, you know, yeah. just real quiet. And, you know, he lost all of his friends. He lost 70 years of his life. Uh, Winter Soldier, in my opinion, has one of the best, one of the most memorable intros of a film that I've the ever watched. Sequence? No, uh, no, him, uh, him running in Washington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that the opening? I know. Where the, he op- sees, where he sees. Uh, I thought it Stan opened Ken? with the boat. No, it doesn't open with the boat because uh, Black Widow picks him up. True. Yes. From that, right. from the Washington oh, okay. Monument, and then takes him to the boat scene. And he's running. That movie past begins Sam. literally. There's no crawl. There's no nothing. It just opens up on the Lincoln Memorial and the Washington Monument, and shows Falcon kind of jogging around. And it's on your left. 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 And it's your left. it's one of the most memorable film sequences um, I've ever watched. The it's list so of good. things that he needs to Yeah, and he's got like Star Wars. Uh, I find and... it funny that list changes depending on the geo that the, the film was released in. Yeah. Oh, really? So, like, different that list is yeah, different every, in France. Uh, every country. Yeah, yeah every, every country, has every a country got their own list, which That's I thought was awesome. really cool. Um, uh, one of the things that I love about this movie, uh, and I will uh, just, it blows my mind. Uh, one, they redeemed Batrog the Leaper. The that's bad, yeah. Batrock, 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 yeah. Batrock. Uh, in in the comic books, he jumps and he kicks. That's and literally that's, it. That's it. Like right now, he's in he's in or he was in the Gwenpool comics, which are kind of they're not yeah. serious comic books, right? They're more comedic. They're, yeah, and and so you know that's what they do with him now. But they really did a good job of making him like a terrorist. Right. Like he was, he was fighting Captain America, and and he's not super powered. Right, he's not super powered. He's holding his own for right. a little while. For a little while, I mean, and then Captain Cap America, took the mask off. <laughs> Captain America should win that fight, hands down, easily. But in the comic books, that guy is a joke. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, a joke, a heavy joke. Um. The other one in this movie, and I wrote it in the notes. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Can, can, I, can I read this verbatim of what you Please said? Please do. Please All do. All right. Uh, he says, Arnim Zola, the best modern adaptation of a B-rated oh, comic absolutely. villain or the greatest. Why not both? Right? Yeah. 
Arnim Zola in the comic books is a Nazi scientist who makes a robotic um, torso with a screen in it, like a Teletubby, and his face is on it. Yeah, that's literally And it's got it. a camera where a head should be. And that is that is Arnim Zola in the comic books. And Arnim Zola hasn't updated that design ever. Ever. Yes, like, ever. He's still the same. It's, it, in the comic books, they just kept it the same. And it's like, you could do, like... There's better. You could just take every any other updates. Their you, but he just wants to be a Teletubby, and he See, owns. I that. know That's people. Cool. I know people. I, 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 uh, the, the reveals are not the same, and I get people like the Mandarin because it was the only way you could come out of left field for it. But Winter Soldier, in my opinion, is the way you do it. Yeah, yeah. Arnim Zola in that movie, like when the screen kicked on, and, and it you, was you heard him? the voice, and I was like, "That's Arnim Zola." Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah. So I, after everything was the done, the camera panned over and looked at him, and I was like, oh my god, he's in the computer. And what I, I loved was about so it is happy. he he said his personality was written onto uh, how many feet of tape? Like millions, millions, millions of, of feet, feet of, of, of magnetic of, tape. Of magnetic tape. That is awesome in that they kept the technology that he would the same been the able whole to save room himself of servers on. Oh is my god, so yeah. He's, cool. He is that room, but there was there was his face on a screen. With a camera above it, well, and it's I was so like, funny because it had greatest. like the it had like the goggle eyes. The yeah, cameras, yeah. the yeah, cameras yeah. had like the goggle eyes. I was and, very happy the, that they brought him. Oh, back. especially yeah. after what they did with the Red Skull, who is dead. But that's what I'm saying. This, uh, I don't like what they did with the Red Skull, but this redeemed the disappointment that I felt with Hydra in the first film. And this, this is the one thing I can truly appreciate about the movie, though I. While I don't enjoy it, yeah. it's so grounded in reality. The first, like you were saying, yeah. the first one is a superhero movie, hands down. But Should this have is been a, a, it straddles the line a little right, bit, though. Right, but it, this yeah. is it was close, but this it wasn't is quite a, there. It's a it's a spy movie that happens to have a superhero in it. Yeah, that also happens to have like so many years of lore built that they can pull from, and I was just very appreciative. So, that they but but it, 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 think about being grounded in reality about the U.S. using scientists oh, yeah. from other countries. And that's true. Possibly Nazi scientists. Wasn't it the Manhattan Project? Like, that was actually what they did. They took, yeah. like, German uh, yeah. Uh, scientists. Like, yeah. And they like, gave so, them... Um, so that's think, what they said. Think, yeah. think about that. I mean, that's super grounded in stuff that actually happened. Like, yeah. But, it, but uh, again, the the first film, the issue that we had with it was if it took place in World War II and people knew that there were Nazis in this film, remove Nazis, insert Hydra, and nothing is different. That's all they really did in the first film was change the title of Nazi to Hydra. That was right. it. Yeah, and, in, and In this film, they make Hydra, in my opinion, what they are, which is a dangerous organization that festers for 50 years. Cut off the head. And two more will take Literally, place. they said, we got rid of Red Skull. They said, by getting rid of Red Skull, you have perpetuated what Hydra has become. Right. We had to hide inside. We of had shield. to hide inside of S.H.I.E.L.D. for 50 years just to get to this moment. We had to be a peacekeeping organization. Like, how committed was Hydra to its own cause that they protected countries? They acted like S.H.I.E.L.D as a positive force in the world in the SSR for 50 years, they let uh, uh, Agent Carter run S.H.I.E.L.D. during that time frame. 
just to get to the moment where they could wait, similar to Howard Stark, because the technology wasn't there at the time, to where they could make the project that allowed them to use the helicarriers. And they could prove that Gary Shandling was Bro, part of Hydra. I'm How done. much but I thought that was crazy, right? Take a character, a, a, a just written off character. Yep. Uh yeah. in the, an in, Iron in Man an movie. movie. Two, two scenes total yeah. with him in it. And and someone you obviously don't like, right? Oh, that man, he's he made to not scumbag. like, right? Oh, and then so you there's a reason for that. Because he's literally horrible. He's, he's, <laughs> he's yeah, Hydra. And, and, it's, and the whisper it, of the Hydra. <laughs> It makes uh, everything so, good. Oh, go so good. This delicious lunch place over here. And then we're going to go ahead and ha- like the memes that came out of that were so good. <laughs> yeah. The, Between, Hydra memes. the memes for that one and the memes for uh, for Civil War, which we'll cover. Yeah. Uh, Look, it's uh, it's unfair because I love Winter Soldier. Uh, I don't know if I love it more than the other movie. I appreciate it. That you know what I it love, is. Brian. Yeah. While I don't enjoy it as much as everybody else does. I still can. It, ha- it has its issues, it. like uh, th- the moments where they tried to fit the typical Marvel humor or a little off pace, like them in the Apple Store. Yeah, see that didn't. Uh, yeah. Like, Specimen. That yeah, didn't really like work. I didn't like the humor in that. Like the the humor between Nat and Steve is was, really good. The whole the like best the, part of and and Sam when he comes in the on your left on your left. Yeah. Like, the, the humor the, between characters is really good, but I think hu- the circumstantial humor. Yeah, it wasn't. I yeah, didn't yeah, like yeah. It wasn't much. strong, but it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, it's meant to I, be. It a, was. You know. You're right. It was just kind of thrown in there. And yeah. There's some people that appreciate that. Some like I agree with you. The the character to character stuff was great. Part. The circumstantial stuff was okay. I for, yeah. uh, originally yeah. thought just you were going to go bigger Venn diagram, yeah. where it's like Marvel. <laughs> and then what we're Let's talking talk about. Let's talk about circles for a moment. <laughs> and then, right. and yep. then the, the dead zone off to the side. Is I like feel like DC. that would be the the typical like podcast conversation that people would have. Mm-hmm. I, I have a stereotype about podcasts where people go like super high level mm-hmm. and someone would, you know, hey, welcome to, you know, uh, whatever podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about circles. Uh, Jared, tell, tell me about what circles mean to you where do you see them in everyday life i see circles everywhere um <laughs> personally personally oh i'm talking into a circle right now um. <laughs> <laughs> and i see it and i feel it it's one with me in the universe today we're going to talk about <laughs> very monoist i it's, like it, that that was almost it was almost very bo- that was so almost uh, asmr Ross, yeah. like so, you're <laughs> here's our first tangent uh I, when i was streaming a couple of days ago someone gave me a D character backstory to read on stream and i had to do it in the asmr voice it took 15 minutes and it ended up it's a long <laughs> it ended up being about a character who lives in the land of swiss and he's looking for the, the ancient mozzarella swiss he's looking for the ancient mozzarella yeah, and oh uh, he was fed up oh with his uh, with what was happening in his world. I it, and I had to do it. I had to do it in his voice. I did this for fifteen minutes, just talking like this. 
And it's, it was the most ridiculous thing. We could do the podcast ASMR. We can get real low and real quiet. <laughs>